0: Welcome to Bleached,
1: a podcast for the real-ass hairdresser.
0: I'm Sid Charisse,
1: And I'm Caleb Bosher.
0: And we are Destroy, Destroy the, the hairdresser.
1: hairdresser. All right, let's try this take six.
0: Take six.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Sid. Good
0: morning, Caleb.
1: How have you been? So great. So great. That's so, so great. So great.
0: So hey. great. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, so let's just get to our guest. We have a lot I know, to talk about. I'm
1: excited to introduce our favorite Drew's Dews.
0: Drew's Dews. <laughs> Hi, Drew. Hey, what's up? How are you?
1: Welcome. Drew brought us coffee this morning, which is no other guest has done that. No. So if, if he could set the bar high at like bringing a coffee at least. And I was even kind of
0: like a diva a little bit about it because I was like, just if they don't have almond milk, I don't want one at all. Like <laughs> I heard you had a
1: bunch trip on the bus. Yeah, the bus uh, had the bus driver stop, yell at some
2: ladies on a, with a walker. Had <laughs> another. Toothless guy Yelling back At
0: the bus driver to move Oh is this your First experience on the bus Because I take the bus All the time To no, get To and bus. from Down Myrtle Avenue So I don't
1: take buses No I've been on the bus One time But you don't really Go
0: down that street And there's no trains And I'm always Down that street So I feel like I'm always yeah, on the bus It's like if
1: you travel In Brooklyn You're on a
2: bus Yeah, yeah Pretty the, much The bus life is Bus life is great It's really underrated All the best characters Are on
1: the
0: it's bus It's a thrill It's like terrifyingly Awesome <laughs> And the
1: hair quality awesome. Oh <laughs> Some lovely uh, textures.
0: Drew, did you get a haircut recently? I did. You look great. Thank you. Did anybody ever to this podcast
1: because you thought they would be seeing you? Well (laughs)
2: good one. (laughs) No. I was actually in Boston for the weekend and I had one of my surprise one of my old assistants while I was up there looked under a fake name. Orlando oh. Sinclair. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm
0: gonna call you Orlando Sinclair yeah, every time I that's see so you. Now really uh, so that's,
2: that's my alias name, and uh, so if you ever see that on your
0: people are gonna like hear this randomly and be like, "At Orlando, Orlando Sinclair," yeah. and then no, his name is Drew. <laughs> it's true. Also, did anybody ever tell you that you look like Josh Greenberg? No. Have you ever gotten that? No, I don't even know.
1: We're just trying to a, paint a picture for the yeah.
0: <laughs> Josh Greenberg is the actor in. Um, Man seeking woman. Have you seen that show? It's cool. hilarious. You
1: kind of do. I don't yeah. think he looks that.
0: No, like him. he's way taller. It's more body language. It yeah. is, and then and the, chill
1: vibes. Yeah. yeah, chill vibes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you like you look like a movie.
0: Vibe. You look like a famous movie. I'm
1: actor. sorry. Keep. Ta- I'm just looking up Orlando Sinclair on Instagram to see if there is one. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's about I, to I made sure hand. I didn't uh, like steal someone's. Identity. Yeah, there isn't an Orlando I, Sinclair. I, Sinclair.
0: I do that. Do you ever have a new client and look them up on Facebook or Instagram? Okay,
1: I do that. It was one of my favorite things to do, I, actually. I do it mainly with male clients because I, I don't... When, I need to when be ma- <laughs> When I have a male client, they could have hair down to their ass or they could have a bald head. Like you have every range of possibility mm-hmm. and I get anxious. I just need to see a picture of their face. I,
0: it's bad. Like I do it too. It's horrible. Well, <laughs> I
2: think one of the things is too,
0: especially if you're an salon
2: stylist, which is where I spend most of my time. Like if I have a day that's five, six people back to back, it is hard to take like, Carol, who is my <laughs> conservative, like, pastor at a church, and then switch to, like, yeah, you know... The other Carol. A uh, uh, Rocky, yes. Or <laughs> just, like, totally punk rock. The
0: other Carol. Yeah, it's, like,
2: nice to kind of, like, okay, we're going to totally shift gears and, like, get into, like, heavy metal mode. Yeah. Like, we'll bring out our... Iron Maiden, and we'll switch back to our Josh Groban's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no. our, our Schmosh Mobins—that's exactly. what we call them on the podcast. Oh, I, I love, I love that we brought that up though, because I know every single one of you all out there are doing it, and it's, it's everyone stalking. It's clients. always the best. Where I'm like, you're stalking I, your Tinder dates. You're stalking yes! your clients, yeah. and I'll your get deep you. into it. It'll be like, you know, Rochelle. Shmalala. And I'm like, oh, and she's, and I'm like, oh, look, her family, look at her kids. And then I have to remember <laughs> to not talk about that right. because I've never met her.
1: You see her cute dog. If they yeah. have a cute dogs, it brings it up. The best,
2: <laughs> is, the best is when there's a dozen people under that name. Like, oh God, it could be anyone.
0: <laughs> I know. And you're like, like, please not number best, three. Yeah. Please <laughs> not number
1: three. <laughs> the <laughs> best is when he was like, Chris Smith. Chris and you're like, there's a billion yeah, Chris Smiths. <laughs> please be the pretty one.
0: <laughs> it could be a girl. I don't yeah, even. <laughs> exactly.
1: Cool. So, you're a hair stylist at Hair Co Brooklyn. Correct. And yeah. how long have you been there? I've been there. So,
2: I have been working with the owners kind of off and I've been close friends with them for almost eight, nine years now. A long time. And so, yeah. So that's, I a, say, that's loyalty. Yeah. So, I say that I've been Longest there relationship? for. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> almost. Almost. Um, so, I say that I've been there for. Two years now, even though the salon has only been open for just over a year. So I've been there yeah. since the beginning, but we've been been with them in the brainstorming process. And it's been quite the adventure.
0: And you were in Boston when they called you and told you that they opened, correct?
2: We were all in Boston. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were actually, I was driving from Cambridge back to my apartment in the car with uh, my boss, Shannon. He was like, I think, you know, my wife and I are going to open this up you interested? And I was like, dude, let's get back to Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was like everybody relocated to come back here. Right? Yeah, we
2: all came down. I was working at another salon. So it um, is a
0: relationship. You moved with your, you know. That's the third time I've moved with him. That's crazy. We met
2: in, we met in Vegas. I started, he was the first person I apprenticed for in, uh, in, Chicago I moved from Ohio to work with him in Chicago he moved to New York and started working corporately so I jumped in with another salon found another mentor to learn hair color Um, and then his wife contacted me and said hey I'm running this company now in Boston are you interested in jumping on board with us I said well sure sure and then they're like, okay, now we're moving back to Brooklyn. You want to come yeah. back with us? And I was like, yes,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We just went to New Orleans for a weekend and I loved it. But even that, I was like, let's get back to Brooklyn yeah. as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. I used to say sports. I'd love to live in New Orleans. I think both of us did. We were like, we love, you know. And then and being there, I was just like, I want to come visit here a lot more yeah. because of the culture. But i it's dark. Yeah, it's I could dark, not dark wait place. to get, crawl back into my nook. I well, felt
1: more safe in Brooklyn than I did where we were safe.
0: I feel, more, I feel safer in New York sometimes than half the places I go. I'm like, what well, is happening? What's strange
1: about New York, and it's like important,
2: it's this is an important distinction between New York and everywhere else that you kind of romanticize. And that is, you know, in New York, we have this totally progressive mindset. Everyone's running 1,000 miles per minute. You know, and when you go somewhere else, you imagine, oh, Austin, Texas, is going to be cheaper rent, more space, cool people that play guitar, and it's going to be progressive, liberal. Everyone's going to be working on their project, <laughs> and you realize that it's well, not, that's not. We're that all just trying to... <laughs> not moving that quickly, and all of a sudden, you get there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to tear my skin off because these people move so fucking slow. Oh,
0: I'm glad that we are not the only ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty. There sure. was a
1: lady in the airport coming back. And she was ordering coffee in front of us, and she was opening her wallet, and she was, like, going, counting all of her dollar bills. And Caleb and I are and the sweating la- behind I'm sitting her. I'm there, and the, lady, and the lady behind the counter says, do you want any food today? She goes, she puts that she closed her wallet, and she starts talking about how she just had lunch with their kids. And, like, the whole story, and I'm, like, sitting there, like, this can't be... Real, she had awful hair too. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah, it was bad. She was in the way. Two words: Apple Pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was looking for a straw, and it came out of one of those dispensers, like, like the old, it, school- like the old school ones that you pressed, and it came out. I was like, "That's you gross. still see
0: those at old McDonald's sometimes?" Like I, feel I remember like- them
1: from Pizza Hut. Yes, like, they were, like a Pizza Hut staple.
0: <laughs> we're just kidding. Them. We don't remember those. We're so young. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: So you're here to talk about hair but you have a project that you're working on that you wanted to
0: yeah that so, we
1: want to know more about yeah so
2: um i throughout this whole process kind of met one of my like if you ever meet someone that you work with and you just like totally vibe and you guys totally
0: care, uh hello yeah
2: and you're just like man we need to do something we need to solve Same. some issues yeah like we need to go out there and just We talk about the things that annoy us and rather than being like those backroom hairdressers who just endlessly bitch about the things that you don't like, it's like, well, what can we do to actually adjust this culture? And specifically, it has to do with how closed off our industry is from one another, like how taboo it is for two stylists to get together from different salons and like hang out or talk about your passion or talk about like, all right, what's working at your guys' salon. Is right. it slow in January too? Mm-hmm. You, know, it, it, you know, all these things. <laughs> and also, like, what are we doing to really, you know, benefit the people that we work with next to and our clients? And so one of the things that we're doing is we're, we have a event that we're in the process of getting going. It's going to be in September. And you're not revealing the name yet. which yeah. is, yeah, which is really yet.
0: cool. It's a surprise. But it's September 14th, September so everybody save the date. It's going to be on a Thursday, yes. In New in York. Brooklyn.
2: Yep, we're going to be here, and we are going to be essentially paneling people uh, to essentially create a... Community. Exactly. Um, you're bringing in stylists
0: gonna... from all over to... Be together and, and learn together and talk together and, and create a, and a conversation orgy. Yes. Well, yeah, it is. Yes. What is... We like our conversations to be intimate and one person... Yeah. <laughs> You're creating like a group. <laughs> yeah. We want,
2: we want a thing where people can come and like those who are a little bit shy but want to kind of be a part of something and that's not like your typical hair show or like education class. Like there will be no product sold, yeah. you know. Uh, we're not like here to push this product on you or do this thing, but... We have so many, especially in Brooklyn, so many owners that are in their late 20s into their 30s that like are figuring it out, mm-hmm. and they have these ideas, and they don't want to do it the way that the generation before them has done it, but it is, I think, so important for them to share their like biggest challenges and how they got over it and feel that support and love from the crowd to be like, dude, you guys are doing your thing up there. We love that. We're doing our thing over here, and- you know, it would be cool to know you guys. If you guys are doing yeah. an event or whatever, it's not about you know sharing stylists or getting all into like the dark side of what everyone's fear gets,
0: is. It gets boring sometimes when you,
1: dude. It's so boring. Everyone's yeah. bored. That's why, all yeah, that's, all the... that's why everything is springing up.
0: Yeah. And your counterpart is uh, Addison. Yes, and she is so cool. The best. We love her, For and sure. uh, I feel like Caleb and I have spawned this.
1: I hope there's. I hope there's boy girl duos. Yeah,
0: we had our. Guys. We have one of our good friends that texted us the other day, and he was like, "I think I found my girl counterpart."
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we're like, "Yeah." It's like, important. You have to have both. You need together. that balance. And I I was working with one of my students through Destroy the Hairdresser, and she her biggest thing is she's she's really she's well she didn't want to be called a feminist but everything she stands for is feminism. <laughs> so finally, I was like, "Girl, you're just you're just feminine. own it." <laughs> but she she would send me pictures. Of, like, hair show lineups and, like, hair show talks or all these things with ideologue, all this stuff. And it was, like, usually, like, all men. And we don't think about it because as creatives, we're usually like, oh, we're all going. But, like, it really is dominated
0: by men. men. It's funny because when – I feel like this industry, like, started out as a very it's a feminine, feminine industry. industry. But then, like, Sassoon came in and, like, it was just like, bam.
1: That's what men do.
0: Which so un- I'm like thankful like because I think there should be no gender – qualification for what we do
2: well and I joke all the time like I as a guy you know it's it's a pretty funny industry to be in and I just always got along better with women whether it be friends my mom you know, um, <laughs> you know, dating girls and just like my girl clients. Now, I love when a boy comes in because it's like, oh. You can bro, man, bro out. Sports.
0: Yes. <laughs> Two minutes of sports. Sports, ball. Yeah.
2: I've got six sports hours of hair ball. color later, and we're going to do this.
0: I know nothing about sports. But it's amazing.
2: And I think, you know, when you. I worked at a salon that was a like, super queer salon. And I think you guys will get into that at some point. But it. um, it was really interesting, like the kind of just the gender revolution right now is getting very exciting.
0: Yeah, like there's but, a
1: lot of people listening don't know what queer means.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to go. Go. <laughs> we're going to let Addison take that.
2: Yeah, I know that um, Addison is going to do a, a, a great
1: job of explaining that for yeah. everybody. But uh, so stay tuned. Um, yes, stay tuned. Yes, exciting things. To come. I think it's and funny. What does it mean, gay? I just want to put that out there. No, it Like, there's a whole thing. We're going next. Our next week, we'll we're going to dive a into.
0: PC, but when i first met drew he was like it's like i walked in being like the only lesbian and and he was like i'm so used to working with only lesbians like this is weird for me this
2: is great. well <laughs> until i was 24 from essentially 19 to 24 every roommate i've had was a gay woman like every everyone i was in the crowd yeah. <laughs> you know that. i was in the crowd so i just got very comfortable <laughs> like I, when I realized, like, okay, if you remove the sexual element of these relationships, you no, know, like, yeah, the all girls sit on the couch eating whatever we're eating is just like the vibe that I like versus,
0: both yeah, the
2: bros doing bro shit, yeah, yeah. which is cool. But Caleb
0: yeah. says probably on a daily basis, living with, uh, with me and Ansley, girls are gross. But he like screams <laughs> it like that, like girls are so gross. Yeah, I think they kept me around. He'll be like, much go shower, go.
2: If they catch you out for what? Because I'm tall. You know, have like, to reach oh, things. Like, yeah, I can. I can this. <laughs> oh, you need this thing taken out? Of course, ladies, I'll have.
0: It's funny because <laughs> so we do, we don't do that to like be like we need you. It's like it's manipulation. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's totally manipulation. Totally it <laughs> it's like I could sit on his couch and you can hand me that. So yeah,
2: I'm like, you know what? I will do it because why not? I love you.
1: <laughs> this is great. So, give us a quick history of like how you started hair and how you got to Brooklyn. We know that you kind of bounced around with Shannon.
2: Yeah, it sounds like, but. So, I mean, really the big moment for me happened before I had a chance, actually what got my mentality right. Because I was, you know, a close off kid, Toledo, Ohio, you know, not... Ohio? Yeah. Ohio. Ohio, I know. I was
0: like, are you part of a child?
2: For those those that, like, don't know their geography, it's about 45 minutes south of Detroit. And it's a kind of a... Close
0: to... Well, not not close close to you at all. It's it's blue
2: collar (laughs) as hell, you know? And so, like, being, like, a male hairdresser is... It's cool, but it's not, like, it's small. You yeah. know, it's a small deal. And when I got into hair school, the, I was a receptionist for a while. I got into hair school, and. How old were you? I was 19 when I started hair Why'd
0: school. Why'd you do
2: it? Because I, I'm super ADD. Like, it's how <laughs> I'm a kinetic person. Like, I need to move and think. And when I was in college, I was like, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> know, I was like, this is crashing and burning with. Tens of thousands of dollars yeah. at times. time. So we're out. And I was like, I can do this. Like I've always been kind of interested in it. And I just like the idea of I can do it anywhere. So like the trade life is great. I love makers. Mm-hmm. I, I consider hairdressers makers mm-hmm. and put it in there with carpenters and all the other stuff. So um, yes, yeah, love that. And so I got into hair school and I sat down with the owner of the hair school who her and I, um, we just had this major affection for each other. Uh, her and her husband, Charlie and Denise Soto, uh, founded the school. And I was, they're like, "What do you want to be?" I was like, "I want to be the best hairdresser in Toledo, Ohio." And they're like, "No," they just refused <laughs> They refused to accept that I wanted to be the best hairdresser in Toledo, Ohio. I was like, "You're going to New York. Like, it's going to happen. Like, we're not."
0: It's doing- such a random like goal. Like, I'm going to be the best. In a whole different a environment, yeah. You know? Like there's some, but I feel really, like everybody's always like, "I'm going to be the best in the world." I'm going to, yeah, you know, man, you know,
2: I'm in the Western, like, we're chill. Yeah. yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> trying to like, dominate the world. I'm going
0: to be the best in this five by five mile area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, it's like I just want to like do hair for my friends and like people that I knew in my community. You know, I hadn't lived anywhere else in my life. You right. know, and they were just they refused to accept that. So this. Kind of crazy thing happened. So six months. So school's a year long, basically, in Ohio. And six months in, they were like, Drew, you know, we're going to take 12 people to Vegas. And we want you to go there with a single. I want you to have two things in your mind. One, you don't know what you don't know. Just be open to everything and roll with it. And two, find, I like that. Yeah, and two, find a mentor. Like, go out there and talk to everyone. If you see something cool, go up and tell them.
0: So find you were taught early on. The importance of a mentor.
2: I was taught that my whole purpose for being in hair school was to find a mentor after school. Like everything was to gear up. Like I'm not going to learn how to do hair at all here. We're going to learn how to do it safely, pass the test. But, and it was a cool school. It was a Redken school at the time. Like it was one of those kind of like posh hair schools. You mm-hmm. want to, get yeah. to. But it was about finding like, no, like go in humbly. Right. And so that's when I met Shannon six months in, I'm in Vegas and I'm like, Oh my God, this, you know cool, tall, black guy long dreadlocks. White He's suit. so cool. Oh kind yeah, I thing, forgot he had you know, dreads. You know, and I was like this is the dude right here. <laughs> so we I met him at it's kind of funny. I met him at a at like the post party at the symposium which Natasha Bennettfield was playing. And so here Natasha <laughs> Bettyfield. yeah, <right? laughs> would
1: <Where'd> She go. <laughs> exactly. She's doing it. she's show. listening, "Come back."
2: Yeah. yeah. Miss we miss you. <laughs> so we go back and, you know, he at the time was in Chicago and Den- and Denise was like, "That's great." Drew and it's really exciting. Um, it should be known also that Shannon's poster was next to my station because it was Redken school. He was a Redken artist. So I was like this real weird like, <laughs> fanboy. So them. you've been was, like, like looking
1: at him this whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, and
2: Shane. so then of course, like now we're talking about, you know, maybe working together. Super, super cool. But Denise, the entire time was like, you know, you need to, uh, you need to get to New York. Like, that's Chicago's great, but like you can, you know, we can get you to New York. And this is where the story kind of takes a turn. So, a that's done. yeah. So she, short about a month after that, she gets diagnosed with stage four cancer. So this is oh. your person that you worked for? This was the owner of the school. Oh, owner of the school. Right? Okay, yeah. And so we are still in school at this point. I'm still in school okay. at this point. Yeah, and she is. I've got about five more months to go. She starts, you know, and we're we stay in touch, but she's like kind of removed herself from the school naturally, spending time with her family. I stayed really. I stayed in good contact with her husband, so I got the job with her, and I got the job with Shannon, um, and moved to Chicago. And we stayed in contact, but like we knew things were like going south, uh. right? So the I am hanging out with Shannon, doing our thing. Shannon tells me that he's moving to New York, and I'm like, okay, it's like it's time to go.
0: All signs and point to yes.
2: All signs point to yes. So I, I was fortunate enough where I got in contact with another red guy named David Stanko. He took me under his wing to teach me some things about hair color, um, which was absolutely amazing. And when I was going through that interview process, had flat in New York a few times, dead broke at this time. Like, you know, an assistant making yeah. $6 an hour in like a dollar You know I mean? that was all the cash that I had was to go to these trips to New York. And the day that I got the call back that I was going to New York, I tried to call her, didn't get a hold of her, find out she passed away. Uh, The day that I got the call back to say that I was going to New York. So it's kind of... All our listeners are probably like in tears because like I want to cry about it. Well, it's one of those things like where you just submit yourself to understanding there are bigger things at play that don't need to be defined, but you just so know. You have to appreciate them. In every moment that like she knew that was happening. That happened. Yeah. Like, I was one of her final, final students <clears throat> that she really molded, had time Heartbreak. to mold.
0: I know. So, I'm yeah. really emotional right so, now. <laughs> do you um, still talk to her husband? I do. When go I
2: go back to Toledo, and I know Charlie will likely be playing this for his students. Sorry for the swearing earlier, Charlie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh you know, he's still running the school there. He's an amazing.
0: Oh, I love that he kept going.
2: Yeah, he's still going in her name for Good. sure. In so many parts, like I got this.
0: goosebumps. That's an amazing yeah. story. What was her name
2: again? Denise oh. Denise Soto Denise Soto, uh, <laughs> and she, yeah, definitely left an impact on so many people. And it's one of those things that you know allowed me to knowing when you understand that you have people rooting for you, whether they're a mentor, a friend, a family member. Like that support, you just can't take it for granted Mm -mm. because not everyone gets that opportunity to have someone who isn't bound to you to say like, no, we want more from you because we believe you can do it. Not everyone's going to do it, but you're going to. And so that always like kind of.
0: I love when someone sees greatness in you that you have, you can't see it at all. You're like, you're delusional.
2: Yeah. But uh, it rattles you. And I remember very specifically that moment, like when I found out that it was the same day that I'm just at this weird, bizarre, like, moment of peace. Like, I wasn't sad, you know, and I'm not sad, but it was just powerful. Yeah. You know, so. So, it's yeah. It's crazy.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> do we come out of
0: that? I know. Yeah,
1: sorry for that. That's all <laughs> <the, the, the, laughs>
2: you No, know. it's really cool.
1: And I, that, but, but I think it's, like, right. as educators, I mean, we were educators for yeah. Aveda, and I just think there are some students that, like, you look at it and you're like, you're going to be successful. But there's also something to be said about the students that look at you and like listen. Yeah. And it sounded like you were someone who was actually listening.
2: Yeah, it's the two parts. And that's something that she would talk to me about in finding a mentor is, you know, find someone you want to learn from, but find someone who wants to teach you. Yeah. like
1: and There's a difference. And they're very hard to connect the two.
2: Well, and sometimes you realize that like, the people that you've learned, like a lot of the stuff that I've learned technical information from were just another hairdresser in the mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You know, watching them on that Me one too. or two things. But what really shaped my career was under the mentor categories are the people that are like, listen, you know, I'm now at this kind of elite level. That is not how they said it. But in my observation, they're at this elite level and are willing to kind of humbly share that I was just another dude, yeah. you know? You know, with Shannon, I'm a guy from Baltimore. With David, I'm a guy from Pennsylvania. Angelo, mm-hmm. you know, some dude from Brooklyn who now has this amazing salon in Midtown. You yeah. know, right. so all these people that were so important to me were from Toledo, Ohio, metaphorically.
0: Yeah, you know? that's and, really
2: cool. Um, I think it's so important to know that like you can do it, but, you know, watch out for the ego. Like, ego will destroy the young spirit, whether it's your ego or some boss who's trying to put their thumb on. Yeah, you know, you just gotta find people. And there's learn. a lot
1: in this industry, just in general. <clears throat>
2: well, is in the trade world, you know, yeah. in the maker world, in the maker society, like you have when you have when your education is based off your apprentice, uh, a mentor apprentice relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no structure to that. We mm-hmm. pretend like you know, come join our apprentice program, and we're going to teach you all this stuff, and you get there, and all you do is sweep floors and shampoo. It's like, but
0: what is it? Ha- it doesn't have to be like that. Like it, it needs to be more intimate.
1: Well, exactly. And you know, and well, well, the apprentice, it's not actually an apprenticeship, it's an internship.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Those are two different things.
0: You know, it's so one thing ad- to say false like, advertising. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: you know,
2: part, part of paying your dues is doing the janitorial work, which, you know, I, I was an apprentice for four years. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. But at the same time, the obligation to from the mentor is to sit down after work, like, crack a beer with them. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about getting your mind right because. Especially in in you know, New York, Brooklyn, you got a really well-educated, pretty advanced, in you know clientele. Like mm-hmm. these people know what's going on, and if you are twenty-two from Toledo, Ohio, you just moved here, you have no idea yeah. How, yeah, how to they converse. With, they'll they, rip you apart. Like, yeah, clients you
1: will bulldoze you. Yeah, I remember you don't when have a to... here. Yeah. Exactly. When I first moved here, I came from Florida, like Sid did, and it was. To me, everything was about, like, volume. Yeah. Because we were in the South. <laughs> right. And when we came, when I came here, I was, like, being yelled at and screamed at that, like, everyone's hair looked too done and it was too big and they hated it. And I'm like, this is how I know how to do hair. Mm-hmm. So I unlearn a lot of stuff. And that was the good thing about working for Sally. It was, like, that clientele... Was a very it's weird to judge of-
0: down rather than judge up. Yeah. you know, like yeah. it's a whole nother. Well,
2: it's like New York's all about nuance,
1: right? Yeah, so yeah. It's taking
2: that thing that is so basic and simple—that soccer mom haircut—that it's like when you talk about that, you know, the lob that we that we've done here so many times mm-hmm. as I grab Sid's hair <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm what, growing it out. What makes that not a soccer mom cut? Yeah, you know, you know it when you see it. Yeah. But what did they actually do? Like, what was the twist of that flat iron curl that that amazing hairdresser yeah. that, you know, one of my favorite people that I follow in the world, you should all check, him out, never met him, but would love to, Sal Sal
1: mm-hmm. in LA. Everyone keeps mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone keeps saying, I don't know who he is, I like, yeah. follow, like, who is this guy? Well, that's, that's honestly amazing. one of the things that I like about following him is the fact
2: that I have no idea who he is. I don't
1: think anyone does. It's that's just it. We gotta his, get him on the podcast. His hair
2: is... <laughs> The hair that he does is perfect. It looks great because it's not perfect, but it's just
0: – It's it, nothing special, but no, it is so special. I just wish special. all – Yeah. I yeah. wish
2: all my clients – I sit there creatively by myself and I'll think about what is actually going on, principle-based, that he is doing when he's finishing these clients. And
1: if some you guys people just do, have magic. He does got the magic. You can tell in that afro.
0: He's got some magic. Good. You know,
1: there, in that afro, it's all hidden. Exactly. I so. know. But, um, When I was in New Orleans, I was talking to this woman who we were talking, we kept talking about these books that we're reading and learning Mm -hmm. how, like, the masters did this and the masters did that, and you could take these tricks and you could take these ideas. And what we both kind of came to the conclusion with, or came to the conclusion of, to came to the conclusion. Mm
0: -hmm. The conclusion is happening.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) what we decided after talking was that no one, by hearing these things, taking these tips and tricks and learning from the masters is they're telling you how they did it. They're not saying do it like this. Yeah, sure. They're saying I cultivated something and this is how I did it. Exactly. And they're saying now go cultivate your thing. Well, the problem is that so many people are like, what does that person do? And they try to copy it. And it's like, no, it works for it, that yeah. person because they are them. It makes sense through their Caleb options. and I are yeah.
0: big – like we, we read so much. And we – I mean, you know, like Drew wants our book club. He's like, you guys need to make – which we're working on it. But
1: <laughs> – We talked Sid, – Sydney battle for size of books.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> we talked about
1: that last my, week. Like, my – like I pull out a book that's like four inches thick and she pulls out like – three bible stacks of I'm books i'm like i win
0: but and then he's like you're not gonna read that i'm like watch me but i love that because probably normally i wouldn't read it but because he you know <laughs> right, the challenge yeah he challenged yeah. me which i've gotten so much out of the books i read and vice versa and then we share them and it's it's great because we don't have to read the same book like i'm like what do you get Like, uh, yeah i know and we-
1: it's fine some a golden nugget of information in a book because she does this thing where she like her eyes get big and she like rolls
0: her head back <laughs>
1: Like, she just, she's just possessed by the spirit.
0: It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, I bring it to the table and, and we're like, oh, that's so inspiring. And I think everything we've ever done in our careers has been from something we've learned and read and took it and transformed it into what works for Destroy the Hairdresser. And that's huge. And we, we tell our students all that time, all the time to, you know, steal like an artist. Take mm-hmm. things and make it your own. And that's really Nothing's cool. Nothing's new. There's nothing it's new. Not. And that
2: is, I mean, that is education. Yeah. yeah. That is all school is trying to do for you in not school as in hair school, but any school any is, hey, headroom. these are things that other people have already figured out. You go use them somehow. Yeah. You know? and Not uh, the
1: same way, just somehow.
2: Yeah. Um, figure out what you want to do with these, with geometry. Yeah. Like,
1: okay, I'll do hair with that geometry. Yeah. You know? So what do you, now that we have you here, mm-hmm. what do you love about Destroy the Hairdresser? What drew you to... Tell us,
0: Drew. Oh Tell us why you love
1: us.
2: I actually think that you guys, I mean when sid first explained to me what you guys were all about I was so pumped and like excited that somebody was doing it which is that kind of coaching that you can get when your salon your environment isn't providing that for you mm-hmm. not every salon is capable because they don't really know what's going on to have so to have People that are dedicating themselves to reading and learning about different ideals and different practices and how to apply that to the hair trade is so valuable and so great. And for young hairdressers, whether you're in school, you're apprentice, you're just on the floor and you realize like you don't have enough to get you to your goals, doesn't necessarily mean that your environment isn't correct probably does. But you know, <laughs> does it does it specifically mean that it means like what are you doing now at this point and you guys provide an outlet and a resource to that that's not one-day hair class? Yeah. Yet. Which to have something that's consistent in a follow-up that is like a subscription-based like mentorship is so much – I find so much more value because I'm ADD and Sid knows like like I carry on a notebook everywhere mm-hmm. and she'll never see me take a note down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I – I, so that know, like, that's uh, crazy. And, and I carry around everywhere. And essentially, when I am pointed out, I am big picturing things or doodling or like using it as my fidget tool. You mentioned ADD. I use yeah. it as my fidget tool to. Uh, we have
0: fidget cubes.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to to really to give myself thirty minutes of processing one thought. It's like a part of a meditation,
0: you
1: mm-hmm.
2: know. And getting back to what I think is great about you guys is that, you know, that type of checking in with their students, that accessibility. Um, Also the fact though that, you know, you don't need to be right next to someone. It's kind of nice to like, go have a powwow mm-hmm. and then go somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm. We've just been recently meeting our students yes, because they are coming to the events that we're at or they're, they're coming into New York and we are huge about that, about if they're going to be in the same place as us, let's meet them. I'm, I think I'm meeting one of my students this weekend. And, um, but the idea of it is that they would never meet us. Yeah, and yeah. so it, it, but when we do meet them, it's so, it's not weird because oh, cool. it's like, we yeah. already know them so intimately and, and uh, we know their deepest, darkest secrets. And...
1: and I think, too, like, we don't focus on technical, and there's so much technical out there. Plenty of technical out there. There's so much, technical, but there's no, like, support on all other levels, business, emotional, And, and salons can't do it all. Inspirational, motivational. Well,
2: and the people that understand, so, like, one of my biggest fascinations, um, shout-out to Allison King, is learning how the business and planning side of our industry works. Truly, as a hairdresser, as a salon like how am I being responsible to make sure that I am making money yeah. and are these things that I'm trying creatively and in my mind and these practices working or are they not working? Not objectively, like how do I feel, but am I show, is it in my bank yeah. account, like flat out in my bank account? Yeah. yeah. And, um, what I think is great is that you guys guide towards that more than, uh, guiding towards technical, which yeah. is, you know, you kind of. A lot of it is once it clicks for you, that's technical, <clears throat> yeah, everything from there on is to create a process on yourself. Like, you know, you go to other people for inspiration and ideas on what type of shape you want to look, but quite frankly, like, it's not, like, they've figured out hair design. Yeah. Like, that's already done. Yeah. Like, you know, you can learn and how I think to it, be an amazing hairdresser. It falls
0: back into confidence, too. Like, if you're not confident within yourself, and we find that a lot of our students aren't, and then as they talk to us, they, we we give them their confidence back by getting rid of the negative shit right. that's stopping and blocking them.
1: Yeah. And then they all moved to New York.
0: I know. And then they're like, we just want to be next. Year. We're gonna, <laughs> literally. I feel. I feel it. In this next year, we're gonna we have, have to get. Them, students we're gonna have University to University. rent a house just to house them because I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I don't know. But it's gonna
1: right. be cool when you start your program September fourteenth. It's kind of like I feel like it's gonna be like a little TED Talks ish. Yeah. the That's the vibe. It's gonna be like we'll a, be there an open panel. Yeah and. Not necessarily an open
2: panel, but a, a, panel. a curated panel, <laughs> yes, of, of people that you can kind of in the same like thought as destroy the hairdresser, which obviously, you know, we're gonna have you guys there for. Um, that people can just come and share about that collective process and meet like minded hairdressers that are trying to better themselves and be a part of something, which we all know that person in the salon who doesn't give a damn about yeah. know, anything. And we want to hang out with 0% of those people, Yeah, <laughs> you know, truthfully to inspire us. And so when we go in the salon, we don't need to worry about them. We just are there to do our craft and make some money doing it. Yeah. And so how do we get over our humps? Um, and how do we in New York, who has a unique set of challenges and a different, you know, like you said, if you came from Florida and Ohio, um, you know, you come into New York, you got to, up, you got to switch up that mentality. Mm-hmm. And the question is like, all right. We're only here with ourselves. How do we, what is that for
1: real mentality? Not the thing. So we have, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Sure. What's the one thing you love about this industry?
2: I love the, man, the people, the people that come sit down in the chair. Drew's a lover. Yeah. I'm getting real into (laughs) the good vibes. I feel very, very satisfied when I can help someone look more like themselves. Uh, you know, it's not about like a true thing. It's about like, it's a them thing. It's a them thing. And I want you to feel so comfortable in your skin. And then when you came in that like your day is a little bit better and brighter, if that is focused in your community, wherever it is, you made the, you made your world an immediate better place. Yeah. Which I'm about for sure.
1: What do you dislike about the, the hair industry?
2: I am, I struggle with this fact as much as I say, like the, As, you know, uh, Sid likes to call them dinosaurs. I struggle with this, like, new wave of, like, Instagram famous people that are, like, coming out and drawing more attention because of this thing that they're doing on Instagram. And it really is, like, it has no basis, you know, for anything. It's truly unrelatable. But yet they'll have 100,000 followers and they'll get, like you know, these, they're going to be the people that replace the dinosaurs to sell these products. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. there's a new wave. And young hairdressers that are aspiring to be that. I'm like, dude, you're going to corrupt there's yourself.
0: There's more out there.
1: There's more out there.
2: Love Instagram as a tool. Um, I think it's really valuable to like let the world know that like, you are a hairdresser. The problem
1: is when the brand take,
0: brands take over. Exactly. Like what is the, because it's about the brand and not the artist. And that's the issue.
2: Yeah. And also like, I don't know. Like I am I, I'm a sucker for like the slime life, right? I yeah. love it. I'm one of those hairdressers that like I am chill working with my people. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of this stuff. And then we get young hairdressers who see the Instagram stuff and are like, that's what I want to do. these guys don't do anything
0: we talk talk a lot about how people are attracted to other people's success but they try they just want to be successful so they linger on someone that's that is successful so they think by doing the same thing that they're doing they will be successful and that's like we talked about yeah that's what it goes back to and it's just it doesn't work like that
2: yeah i love the hairdressers though on that note because there's a lot of hairdressers that are famous on instagram that focus on the client Mm -hmm. you know that show like Hey man, like I'm banging out people in the salon all day. Yeah. You know, and they're all looking amazing. And they're a posh modely crowd because they're in a prissy salon in LA. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that seems so dope. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but what I'm what I'm sick of is some stylist, some like 24 year old stylist who's like, you know, doing like the same fade that they that they blur <laughs> Their Instagram out. You know? The same. And you're like, oh yeah. my God, this is so lame. And then they're like and I just got us
1: on stage to like talk. Dude. Oh, and what's funny God. is a lot of them aren't even paid. <laughs> yeah, they do. They don't get paid. Oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't get paid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they don't yes. get paid. Like so they get paid when they get eaten up by a brand, but right. then when the brand is done with them, they're gone. They're gone. And we and see that it happen to me a lot. Is the shame because they don't realize, like to me, like the founding principles. Like, would you
2: like go watch a documentary? Like, go research a little bit about the history of hairdressing, and you'll realize that there's a whole tradition that started before the digital age. That goes way back. My uncle, who's a pastor at a church called Scum of the Earth, has, that's what it's called. I swear to God, in Denver. Shut oh, Yeah. Oh, and, that is hilarious. And he he has said to me several times, he says the modern day um, That's like
1: a temple being called like pork ribs.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He says constantly he's like, Man, the hairdressers are like the one of the last remaining uh Places where like human on human interaction goes like my clients don't use their phone in my chair not till they're processing so it's like we got thirty minutes of interacting with someone you don't know very well it's crazy man. you know it's yeah. Like, yeah embrace that like impact that in a positive way in this world it is a huge responsibility yes
0: yeah. I know our listeners are so in love with you right now mm-hmm. like I know how can it. they
2: follow you we give we social media what we hate he's single
0: ladies he's single hey, <laughs> uh,
2: uh, so my Instagram is DrewsDews
0: <laughs> it's not even spell that at
2: at d r e w s d o s
0: Drews Dudes. Oh, that. awesome. That's so yeah. Drew. I love it.
2: it. Well, it's funny in hair. In, while I was in hair school, like an old high school Jeff mentioned, friend uh, a friend of mine was like, "You need to open a salon savant called Drews Dudes." It's so like,
1: cute. It's like, damn it, that pun is too good. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah.
0: DM me. I'm a friend. Yeah, I'm
1: cool. I'll but also, to. I wanted to know one of his fun- funny stories.
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't even oh. hit that. Okay, well, we can put that back in, so go for it. Ask anyway, tell us,
1: your, tell us one of your funny, horror, right. crazy stories. So, and I feel bad saying this story, but I'm going to anyway
2: because I don't really feel bad about it. <laughs> when I was in hair school, and every hairdresser, like, you know, we all learn this. We all have concept of a technique before we truly get it. We all understand, like, the difference between two things. And in this little story, it highlights a... A stationary guide and a traveling guide. Right? <laughs> and, and how that impacts a uh, graduated
1: Bob. And how that impacts your body. Yeah. In this story, it sounds like. So, I am. So, my buddy sends me his girlfriend. When
2: my best friend at the time sends me his girlfriend, she's got fine blonde hair. Like you know the girl. She is as Ohio as hell. And has <laughs> got like a bunch of green. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a it's just a slight bob, you know, conservative, kind of like posh family, you know, like so Ohio. And I am cutting her hair and I'm going right along feeling totally confident. You know, I'm like been in hair school for a minute now, so I'm real confident. More <laughs> now, you know, that uh, you should be. And so I'm just like rocking. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. Like we have this great vision of what her hair is going to be. It's a pretty simple cut. So as I'm going along, we're talking and I started my guide from the back. And as I'm sliding around the head moving forward, I don't change. I, I keep moving my guide along. It's so, still
0: traveling so without you. the
2: bottom <laughs> is going longer and longer, the guide pretty much stays at her cheekbone. Oh. So she now has no hair from her cheekbone down to stragglers.
0: Oh and she's got
2: this God. weight that hits straight up jellyfish <laughs> from her cheek. And it was one of those where I realized, like after the shampoo, yeah. broke, I'm like, oh,
1: fuck. What did you do? I
2: diffused her. <laughs>
0: when all else fails, high texture. Oh, this would be great curly.
2: You know, a lot of volume.
0: <laughs> my oh buddy texted my... me the
2: next day. He's like, dude, she's been crying for two days. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm sorry. I, I fucking hated her. She was the worst, and I didn't mean to do it. I <laughs> did swear they break to you, up? They broke up. Oh, Okay. Because, because of that, it wasn't because of that. But thank God they did because she was not cool.
1: Um, oh my god! But yeah, oh that, that was. It was one of those
2: moments that was just like, oh, like when you just, you know, it was a true do. When something happens, it was, it was it a dream. True, Don't, true, <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. That is true. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> what though, you never messed up no Bob after that. I can tell you. Because that. you, it's
0: yeah, yeah, like you great learn. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. We had a lot
2: of conversations about how to do layering right. I on
0: tell top students top. that you have to fuck up. They're so afraid of fucking up that I'm like, you have to, you have to, or you're never going to grow and Take be better.
2: Advantage of
0: crashing and burning,
2: like when yeah. you're young, and especially when you're in school, they sign that little slip. Like, yeah. Go for what they're going for, but, like, take a risk. Like, it's all
1: right.
0: Yeah. Especially in school, I'm like, you need to mess up now. This is your time to mess up. Because they're so worried about being perfect and the best in school. And I'm like, you can, you you don't need to mess up when you're behind the chair. This is the time. Like, I was like, they signed a waiver. Chop her hair off. Go crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's funny how important that is because like, then you get people that are so timid because they realize that they've only done exactly what they knew how to do in hair school which is nothing yeah. Yeah. and now all of a sudden they've got through their apprenticeship and they realize I don't know how to cut
0: I don't know shit I don't know anything
2: <laughs> and so like yeah. I do this at the salon constantly I find myself like hey what I have something to show you why don't you come over here it's like yeah. that thing that you were struggling your ass off later you know let's just like chat about this that's like I don't know.
1: it's the best way to mentor it's the
2: best way to mentor I think just like I'm going to show you one thing each day because I think it was relevant based on something else I saw. It's the beauty of working next to someone. Like yeah. I saw you, this not go great for you. I'm not going to tell you it wasn't great. You know, I'm just going to show you that, I'm going to show you the difference. Yeah. yeah. When I do it, then when you do it, and maybe how I did it differently. And I'll let you take that for what you want. Like, you don't need to
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. So Drew will be nice to you if you fuck up. Just yeah. That's what we've learned from that. Or Caleb I. <laughs> yeah, <be around. laughs> well. <laughs> and we'll have a good laugh about it because I do you know what I mean? we'll.
2: we'll, we'll I'm not going to yell at you. That's for sure. Like, that
1: sucks. Well, thank you for being on our show.
0: I know. We loved it. Dude, I love you guys. Thank you. You can
1: follow Drew at DrewsDews yeah. on Instagram. And you can DM him for more information on his upcoming event. And, you'll hear, 14th, it, and you'll hear about it. Trust me. And you'll hear about it. We'll, we'll talk about, about
0: it.
2: it. I'm excited for you guys to, to chat with Addison next week. Uh, yes. You guys are going to have that's a lot of cool stuff
1: in store for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be dope. So once again, we want to thank Drew for coming on the podcast today, and hopefully we'll have him on again in the future once he starts his big event that's coming up. Um, If you guys are interested in knowing more about what we do at Destroy the Hairdresser, please visit our website, DestroytheHairdresser.com. We do have classes that we're enrolling, uh, online classes that we're enrolling now for March, so you can check those out. And if also you're interested in private coaching, we are offering that as well coming up. So, go ahead and check out the website. Join us on Instagram at DestroyTheHairdresser, and we will see all of you next week.
0: Very cool. All right, bye, guys.
1: <laughs> check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.